Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Rapid Firing with Ashley. This is my 20th episode and this is the first in a short while, in a while that I've um, recorded again. So thank you for sticking by me and for all your support for this podcast. Today I'm going to discuss about rest a word that seems too elusive to grasp, more so live by. My friends and I usually have these conversations about work and how stressful it is and how our health is taking the blow for all the exhaustion this time has unloaded on us. You know those memes that say you can't even break down or cry because it isn't part of the schedule? Super relate, right? Or how rest is relegated to a bullet in your to-do list instead of it being a necessary part of your everyday, you know, like a given. Now, we have to exert extra effort to rest, which does sound ironic hearing it come out of my mouth out loud. One of my friends and I, because, you know, we are the type of people who want to do or to do lists in order, we often share how we need to time to sit down and sift through and sort things in order to quiet down the disarray that is our lives nowadays. And we constantly plan to do it. We check on each other, ganyan. But we never actually get to it. We set it aside, we postpone it because of everything that needs to be done until one day the chaos and the hurry catch up with us and we find ourselves quote-unquote lutang or worse, really breaking down as it can't be helped already. I don't know how and when resting became such a luxurious concept that we can't seem to afford. Also, how and when did guilt taint the peace that comes with the desire for and even the actual rest? Biologically and psychologically, we all know that rest is of primary importance. We all know the havoc that an unrested body and mind can wreak on our lives and our relationships. One of the things I noticed when I taught general psychology some moons ago was that some symptoms of burnout are similar to the symptoms of depression. And that made me pause and think what a hyper-hustled society is doing to our brains and our bodies and our souls, and how there is an unspoken but tangible war waged against us. I think at this point, it isn't even about the house. It's not about the endless discussions of what we need to do for self-care or what are the ways we need to do to cope. The issue here is what prevents us from actually doing these things and the conviction to go against the tide of rush, to rebel against the world by actually reclaiming, holding on to, and staying in your calm, your rest, and your peace. Rest at this time is, sadly, synonymous to mere momentary comfort. It looks like stolen seconds where we can actually breathe in fresh air. It looks like regaining control of your time by locking your eyes on K-dramas and Netflix shows until 4am and then, oops, it's time to get up. You know, tomorrow begins when yesterday hasn't even ended. It looks like stuffing ourselves with sugar without any consideration of its detrimental effect on our bodies, especially in a pandemic. 
It looks like asking for affirmation from your friends that it's really okay to take a day off from work or it's okay to sleep in a little longer. You're waiting or really desiring for them to say, it's okay, you're tired. It's okay, you're sick. It's okay, you need a break. When every fiber of your being screams at you and lashes of guilt. It looks like staring blankly with your mind already hustling for tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next month and the next year. It looks like hospital visits because you're actually already forced to stop. The system has crashed. It is no longer working. Rest. Restfulness. What an elusive concept to grasp. There's this one song by Passion Music that I really love. It's called Bigger Than I Thought. There's a line there that goes, I will rest in the Father's hands. Leave the rest in the Father's hands. The first time I heard the song and looked into the lyrics, I was intrigued and interested by that specific line. I thought, wow, what an audacious proclamation. Not because of the desire or act of resting in and leaving everything else in the Father's hands, but the implication of how the Father is actually capable of being such refuge and respite. And I thought, is this assumption born out of sentiment and desperation, or is it actually a promise given by the Father? Matthew eleven twenty five to 30 At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. As I mulled over these lyrics and verses and realized how they connect to our lives at this time, I thought, when I say I will rest in the room, it's a statement that denotes a certain kind of revolt against the world in a way where I'm actually saying I'm retreating to a place where I won't take my cares and worries with me. When I say I will rest in you, or paraphrase it like, you are my rest. I am saying that with you, I don't have to worry and care. Underneath that is an even deeper implication which says, I know that you can do something about my worries and cares. Either go through them with me or make them go away or make them better. We don't rest in places and in people that add to our worries and cares. Rest in the human mind is a result of a solution. Thus, a person who believes he or she holds all the solutions can never actually be in a state and posture of restfulness. Jesus says, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. Our toiling does not only pertain to our jobs or schooling, it encompasses the ways by which we strive. We strive and work hard for attention, acceptance, understanding, encouragement, support, validation, worth, love. Jesus continues, and I will give you rest. I remember a preaching which my friends and I watched on 
a Sunday, it said, We don't only have an able God, but one who cares for us. To have someone who is able but doesn't care? Well, he won't even pay attention to us or empathize with us or extend compassion to us. To have someone who cares but isn't able? Well, that won't fill a void and complete the puzzle. Our Lord, our God, he is able and he cares. Jesus offers a radical paradigm of rest. In a world that constantly dictates on you to hustle and strive, Jesus is telling you he only needs your step towards him. Come to me, he says. In a world that denies you rest, Jesus promises to give it to you. In a world that demands your recompense before restitution, Jesus paid it all. And in a world that declares that all your laboring is in vain and that steadfast rest is beyond reach, unattainable, non-existent, Jesus is risen.